With a desire to share his love of learning, Jason Curtis entered the education industry as a classroom teacher 13 years ago. Now as the Director of Technology and Information Resources for the Hockaday School, Jason has more of a behind-the-scenes position for encouraging that love of learning in students. In our conversation with Jason, we talked about how technology can enhance the role of the teacher in personalizing education for individual students. Welcome to the MBS Direct Podcast, where we talk with some of our partners who are doing interesting things with content and education. Today, we are talking with Jason Curtis, the Director of Technology and Information Resources at the Hockaday School. Thank you for joining us, Jason. Thanks for having me. So that is quite a title. What does the Director of Technology and Information Resources do? I am in charge of all the technology at the school, whether it's the infrastructure technology or the academic technology, and additionally, I uh, oversee the libraries. So we saw that as kind of a, a nice convergence of people who provide information to the students, and so that's kind of what the idea behind the department is, that it's kind of information. If you need anything information-wise, you come to us. So you do not only the, the laptop program that you guys have, mm-hmm. um, but also curriculum integration uh, as well? That's correct. So how long have you been at the Hockaday School? I just finished my fifth year at Hockaday. I've been a technology director for about 13 years in the private school arena, moving from Houston up to Cleveland, Ohio, and then back down to Dallas to do this kind of work. So nothing like a complete shift in uh, climate and, That's and right. change in temperature. It's a fantastic adventure. So 13 years is a long time to see technology change. Sure. We're celebrating the 10-year anniversary of the iPhone, and that changed a lot of the way that we think about consumption and creation of content. How have you seen the role of the technology director for independent schools change over the 13 years? That's a good question. I've really seen a shift in understanding uh, in regards to how that position is viewed, moving from kind of the idea that the tech director is the guy who keeps the email flowing and the printers printing and, you know, makes sure all that works, to someone who's really seen more as uh, an academic partner and a leader in instruction and actually, you know, what's going on as far as pedagogy and not just saying, okay, well, you know, you do the tech part and we'll do the instruction part, but rather, how can we use technology to complement pedagogy, but not necessarily have the tail wag the dog. That's the million dollar question a lot of people have with how technology and the curriculum actually work together, starting with the learning objectives of the course, and then what technology can actually supplement that and make right. it work. So how does that how does that change the way that you approach these questions? I think one of the most important things that I've done is, is spend time with the faculty. Really, to be seen as an instructional leader, people have to know that you are an instructional leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, being present and taking time to, to visit classrooms and find out what people are doing in their class and communicate about those things. Hey, you know, I saw you doing XYZ. I know of a great tool that really complement the thing that you're doing well I mean that's what I feel like my role is and I think that's what helps people to understand oh wait a minute this isn't about email this is about instruction and it's about good pedagogy and how I can be a great teacher this guy wants to help me be a great teacher have you do you have any examples of any projects that maybe you've been able to get involved with some of your faculty a lot of instructional work is done by our instructional technology team and so Mm -hmm. we've got five instructional technologists who will meet with the faculty and have those you know really deep down in the weeds conversations about the curriculum what are you doing in your class you know I can be the friendly face and stop in and say let me watch a lesson let me do this 
but really when it comes down to it, they're the ones who are getting down into the nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing is faculty, a lot of the interesting changes that are happening tend to revolve around how do we check for understanding with our students? How do we have them demonstrate that they know what we're talking about? How do they demonstrate that mastery? We're moving to a place where a lot of teachers are foregoing those, you know, written essays or, you know, stand up and let's deliver a little speech about what you learned. And they're doing things like using a blue room to create a skit that shows, you know, hey, here's this thing in Texas history we learned. Or they might create a stop motion video demonstrating a certain skill that they've learned in science. And so we're seeing kind of that transition. And what I really love about that kind of stuff is it doesn't change the curriculum in any way. It doesn't uh, fundamentally say, okay, you used to learn this, now you're gonna learn that because you have a computer. What it does is it says, you're already teaching these really great things and we just want the kids to show you that understanding at a much deeper level. Because to script out a movie or to do a stop motion animation, it's not filling in a blank. It's not multiple choice. It's like, you have to know what you're doing. And so we really are pulling a little bit more insight from the kids that way. What brought you to education? So I grew up uh, kind of a nerd and really spent lots of time reading. And I just always kind of had this real desire to learn things. You know, a lot of kids my age were reading the Encyclopedia Brown books or these, you know, fun fiction books. And I would read the encyclopedia. And so total nerd, right? But to me, it was just fascinating to turn a page and just like have something on that page that was completely new to me. And I would like, oh, wow. Papua New Guinea. I didn't know that. Oh, wow, you know, tarantulas, neat. And it was just like everything I learned, I just hungered for that. And I wanted to be able to pass that desire on to kids. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a pretty fun thing. Absolutely. Now students have Google in their pocket and, and have that feeling all the time, hopefully. Right. So what's kept you in education? Have you been able to reach that goal of helping students discover? I started my career as a classroom teacher. So I taught elementary school for uh, several years, fourth grade, first grade, and fifth grade, not all at the same time. But my time in the classroom, honestly, was a whole lot more of that because seeing the fruits of that, I guess I'll say, because I had that direct contact with a certain number of kids every day and could really kind of pass that along. Now I have to kind of see it through the lens of my instructional folks and through the faculty. So I miss a little bit of that one-on-one contact with the students and seeing that little spark of learning and the aha moments. But I feel like the work I do on the back end kind of helps to pave the way for the people to get down there and and make that happen. And, And I feel pretty good about that. So you're still having helping them with the aha moments, but you're doing it a little bit in a different roundabout kind of way. More behind the scenes. Last 13 years we talked about a lot of stuff has changed in the world around us, but specifically with education and what what students are able to do uh, in the classroom, what faculty are able to do in the classroom. Um, What do you think that education needs the most right now? I think that what we need to do in education is to leverage the knowledge that we have in the world, and I'm not saying that well, but when we look at how data is used in retail markets, when we look at how data is used for advertising, we look at how data is used for all these purposes that we may not feel great about, we could probably take a lot of that and transfer it to education. And what I mean by that is we could look at our student data and instead of saying, hey, you know, I'm gonna teach, I'm gonna test, I'm gonna grade, I'm gonna pass it back in next, you know, six weeks or whatever, we're gonna do it again. But if we started to capture that data, 
and say, you know, wow, every time I give a test on Tuesday, Carrie makes a B, but if I give it on a Wednesday morning, she makes an A. Okay, well, that's a data point that is relevant. Why is it relevant? I don't know. And maybe I don't even care. Maybe what I need to do is start collecting and capturing that data so that I can apply it to make my teaching practice better. And so I think just honing in on, you know, we have just mountains of data that just kind of goes unlooked at. And I know it makes some people feel uncomfortable to say, okay, we're going to start combing the data about students. Well, it's not that we're going to start advertising to students and not that we're going to start selling your data. It's that we're going to look at what we do as teachers. We're going to understand the results of that practice and we're going to apply different, um, different measures so that we can kind of sharpen that practice to make sure we get the best results for the students. To me, I think it's really what teachers have done for years. It's just taking the technological tools we have available and applying them to those practices. It's, it's basically being able to personalize the instruction a little bit better to the class as a whole based on what you find out and also specifically to the students as you find things that work differently or, or better. Uh, based on the information that you know. And like you said, a lot of teachers have been doing this for a very long time. That's right. Uh, but the technology has gotten to a point where it can really help them scale that. In your opinion, what do you think is the most interesting thing happening in education? We talked a little bit about data, but you know, is it is it that? Is it something completely different? I think the personalization of learning, which ties definitely to the data, but leveraging technology in a way that allows us to personalize instruction is I think it's big and I think it's kind of something that's flying under the radar right now. I can remember when I was in the classroom, there was an expectation that we had kind of this personalized learning environment for all the kids where we were kind of gathering data and we were looking at kids and saying, okay, you know, what does Carrie need? What does Jason need? How can I adjust this lesson for her, for him? But that was all done by hand. And so now I think using technology, we're gonna be able to really personalize instruction in a way that benefits kids in a, a fundamental and immediate way. So have you seen any tools or have you seen your faculty use any tools that you think really do this well? So I think there are emerging softwares that allow this to happen at different levels. The thing that comes to mind immediately is Khan Academy because it really does personalize instruction. You're presented with the content, you're, they check for understanding, if you score this way, you go this way on the path. If you score that way, you go that way on the path. And a lot of software companies are saying, hey, this is this is the way to go. And I think that we definitely will see that. Uh, I think one of the things that makes teachers a little nervous is when they see that kind of thing, they think, okay, well, now I'll be replaced. And in reality, the teacher's role will absolutely change as time goes on to be one more of a facilitator. We could never replace a teacher in the classroom. We can't replace good classroom instruction. We can't do that using technology. We do want to see teachers change their roles where they can actually utilize this good technology and put kids on these individualized learning paths for success. And the teacher still needs to be there to identify the need and really figure out the best way to reach that student uh, using the, the data or the software or the platform as, as a, a tool, as a help right. uh, to finding that. But yeah, it really, that one-on-one -on -one instruction that the, the faculty member maybe now has a little bit more time to provide that student is... You just, you can't replace that. Absolutely. From the Hockaday School in Dallas, uh, an all-girls school, and you guys have a laptop program uh, from uh, middle school and, and upper school as well. What are some things that uh, make the Hockaday School stand out? You know, I think about our school and, and the things that kind of 
pop out in my head after being there five years is um, we have teachers who have a real passion for the work that they do. Uh, we have a, a very rigorous curriculum, but as the girls kind of go through, there may be times where it's hard to, to kind of meet the needs of the curriculum or the expectations of the curriculum, but what I see is we have a faculty that is very supportive of making sure the girls have what they need to get, you know, from point A to point B. And so I think that when you're in a learning community that has a real passion for, for teaching students, it really kind of, that translates to the kids and the kids end up with kind of this passion for learning themselves. And that's so important as they continue on even past the Hockaday School into their uh, academic career in college and then having that love of learning even further. So that's very, very important. So if uh, somebody wanted to learn more about the Hockaday School and what you guys do there, what would be the best way for them to, to find out more information? Um, I would love for them to uh, check out the website. They are welcome to email me or give me a call. I'm always available. And I'd love for them to reach out via email or phone. That'd be great. Well, thank you very much for your time. It was great to learn a little bit more about the Hockaday School. Great. Thank you, Carrie. Hey guys, thanks for listening. For more information on any of the topics discussed in this podcast or any other questions you have about digital content options, contact your account manager or you can reach out to me, Carrie Watkins, Senior Digital Consultant, on Twitter at Carrie J. Watkins.